Hey there, and welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast, the show where we're all about helping you feel confident both as a mom and a business owner. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, mom of two, former teacher, and full-time photographer and business coach. Each week, we'll discuss the challenges, success, and secrets that make you say, I can do this, because you absolutely can. So pop in those earbuds, grab your favorite snack, and let's get ready, because this girl means business. Hello there, and welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. It is so cold in my office today. I wish there was a visual that you could see, and maybe I'll post a picture on Instagram, but I am bundled up as if I were about to go out into a snowstorm, like gloves, warm hat, jacket, all the things. Like It is so cold in my office. Luckily, I live in Texas. This only happens like once or twice a year tops. So I don't have to worry about it. But for some reason, it is so cold in my office today. So we may be keeping this episode kind of short and sweet just so I can go thaw out in the living room by the fire. All right. In today's episode, I'm actually going to be combining two episodes I plan to do this month into one because they go really, really well together. In fact, they go kind of perfectly together. So the first thing is we're going to be doing another Marketing Myths series episode. And I received a DM on Instagram That was basically an ask me anything type question that I would have normally done an entire episode around, but because the question perfectly fit with the marketing myth topic, I was thought, well, let's just combine these episodes together into one really great episode. So we're going to be doing a marketing myth. We are busting the idea that you've tried everything in your business and it just doesn't work for you. And what the question was that I received that was like so perfectly timed for this came from, like I said, on Instagram, it came from a photographer named Daniela and she sent me a message and she was like, I've been following you for a while. I love all your tips that you share. I have a question I need some help with. She sent me a picture, or I guess she, you know, sent me the post that she'd made about her upcoming Valentine's day mini sessions for her business. She said that she had posted about these on Facebook and on Instagram. And she was opening up about six different sessions and she expected them to book out pretty quickly, but she's only received one booking so far. And it was from a friend of hers that was helping with, I think some of donating some of the props or something. I didn't quite pay attention to that, but either way, no paid clients have booked this yet. Now at the time of recording this, it is January 17th. So we're still about a month out from Valentine's day, but the, the message that she sent, kind of the tone of the message was, I feel like I have tried all the things. I don't know what to do to make these mini sessions successful. And I felt like that really, really tied into this idea that we feel like a lot of times I've done everything and it just isn't working. And that's the myth I want to bust is that when you start to think, I've done everything and it just doesn't work for me. That typically means you actually haven't done everything or you haven't given yourself enough time to let that strategy work. So I'm going to break this down. I'm going to use Daniela's um, mini session question as an example, but then I'll have other examples as well. So I want to start with her particular situation. So she sent me, we talked back and forth. I sent some questions back to her and We kind of chatted it out. I asked if it was okay for her to, for me to share this on the podcast. But one of the first things I asked her was tell me where exactly you've posted this information to 
and when you've posted it. So her response was that she had shared it on Facebook. She had shared it on her, like her business page on Facebook. She had shared from that to her personal page on Facebook. And then I think she said she'd shared it in some local like mom's groups on Facebook. And then she said she posted on Instagram to her feed and she'd shared that to her stories. She'd also asked her friend that was helping with the session and that had booked one of the sessions to share that with her stuff as well. I don't know if that actually happened. She just said that she'd asked her to. So my next question I asked her was, how many times have you repeated those steps? So you posted to your Facebook, you shared it, you put it in groups, you put it on Instagram, you did your stories. How many times have you done that same thing over and over again? And she said, well, I just did it the one time each thing. She was like, I don't want to like annoy people with my content. That right there was very telling because I hear this so many times. People will say to me, I don't want to come across as annoying. And I get it. But I was having a conversation with somebody just yesterday and they were talking about, you know, that they don't share their business content to their personal page on Facebook very often and this, these were her words. I don't want my friends and family to get annoyed by me sharing my business content and be like, oh, well, you're a photographer. Forget it. You're a photographer. But here was my response to that, guys. And I mean this in the kindest, most loving way that I possibly can. I see you posting all the time about the amazing accomplishments your kids are making. Little Susie made this academic team at school or got straight A's or won this prize, this competition, or, you know, Timmy's playing soccer this year and doing so great. And look at these 20 videos of them playing basketball when they're five. Like we share, and I'm guilty of this too. Don't get me wrong. We are so quick to share the accomplishments and the amazing things that our kids are doing. Why are we not as excited to share the amazing things that we are doing? I want to let that sink in for a second. If you are willing to share all over Facebook the amazing accomplishments that your kids or your dog or your spouse or your friend or your parents or your siblings are doing, and you want to brag about those things to your family and friends on Facebook, why are you not bragging about yourself? Why are you not bragging about the amazing, fun, cool things that you're doing? If people are going to get annoyed because you're sharing about your business, then they're probably also annoyed by you sharing about your kids or your pets, or your hobbies, or whatever it is that you're sharing about. And I get that we are all, for whatever reason, so worried about what other people are going to think. We are so worried that we're going to be that annoying person. But guys, I want us to stop, stop trying to regulate other people on Facebook. That is not our job. It is not our job to worry about what Aunt Sally is going to think about our post if we share about our business. Who cares? Genuinely, who cares? This is something that I have had to work on and I have finally gotten to a place where I'm like, I genuinely don't care. Like if I want to post about my business because I'm doing things I'm really proud of and I'm sharing it with the people on Facebook who are supposedly my biggest supporters because they're my family and my friends, then I should be able to do that. And if they don't want to see it, they can manage that on their end. But I'm not going to take on that responsibility. I am not going to take on that pressure and that weight of I need to worry about what everybody else's feelings are on social media. I'm just not. And once you change that mindset 
and you allow yourself to say, no, my business is worth promoting. My business is worth being celebrated. And if I can't celebrate that with the people that are, again, my, supposed to be my family and my friends, who can I celebrate that with? And I'll go back to the point. If you're going to celebrate the success of other people on Facebook, you need to celebrate your own. I see people all the time that I know that are friends of mine who have a business that are doing things on their own, and they're constantly sharing other people's posts for them. You know, they're, they're supporting other small businesses, which is great, but then they're not sharing their own stuff. They're not sharing their own posts to their, their personal page. And it makes me so sad because I'm like, guys, we are worth celebrating. And nobody is going to be as excited and as proud of your business as you are because it is yours. It's your baby. It's your child. Just like posting about your kids' accomplishments, no one else is going to be as proud of them as you are, but we still put them out there and we celebrate them. And so it's okay for you to put out there and celebrate and share what you're doing in your business. So when you start to tell me, Kendra, I've tried all these things and they're just not working I want you to really ask yourself, have I actually done all the things? And I know I got on a bit of a soapbox there about the whole like Facebook and sharing thing, but I want to get back to this point of we are, we tell ourselves as a way to kind of protect ourselves. We say, oh, I've tried it. It didn't work. I guess it's just not for me. I need to find something else. It works for this person, but it doesn't work for me. When the reality is we are using that as an excuse to not do the thing that we are either afraid of or we don't want to do. So let me go back to the example of the mini session. When she told me she'd only posted one time to her Facebook, in the Facebook groups and on Instagram, I said, okay, you still have a month, a little over a month for these sessions. You need to be posting about them twice a week, minimum twice a week. And you can do it in different ways. And you can make it look different every time and feel different every time. And you can talk about different aspects of what they're going to get or, you know, the setup or the location or share different examples. It can look and feel a little different to kind of reach different people at different times. But just posting about it one time and saying, oh, well, I guess that didn't work. I'll move on to something else. You're going to do that over and over again until you run out of other things to move on to. And that's when you get to the point where like, well, I guess this business thing doesn't work for me. It's not that your business doesn't work for you. It's not that you've tried all the things and they didn't work. It's that you didn't give it the time and the energy that it really requires for it to work. While we're talking about the social media example here, let me just give you some kind of stats, some numbers. When it comes to social media, on average, about three to 5% of your audience will see your content at any given point. So what that means is that when Daniela posted about her Valentine mini sessions on Instagram, I don't know what time she posted. Let's say she posted it on Monday morning at 9.30 a.m. At 9.30 a.m., the likelihood of, and it doesn't matter what time it is. I'm just using that as an example. But at whatever time she posted, on average, only about 3 to 5% on average, it could be a little higher, it could be a little lower, are going to see that post. And that's if they are on Instagram between 9.30 and about 11.30 because most social media content has a very short shelf life. It What that means is that unless your audience happens to be online 
around the time that you are posting, the likelihood of them seeing your content, it gets less and less and less the further out you get from your actual posting time. And it, it does not matter what time you post because you could post at 9.30 a.m., you could post at noon, you could post at 3.15, you could post it at 8.27 at night. But again, you're only going to catch a fraction of your audience because they're not on that day, they're not on at that time, something else caught their attention and they were focused on that. There's a million different reasons why your content did not get seen at that time. And so if you're going based off that, let's just say you have 100 followers for easy round numbers. Let's say four of them saw your post. They thought, oh, that's a cool idea, Valentine mini sessions. Yeah, I might want to look into that. But then they're on Facebook or they're on Instagram because the whole point of social media is to scroll, scroll, scroll. They scroll up or they something else catches their attention or they get a phone call or a work email comes in or their dog, you know, barfs on the floor, whatever. Something could pull them away and the likeliness that they find that post again is very slim. So when we say, well, I've tried it. I posted on Instagram. I posted on Facebook. Okay, yeah, but did you post enough that more than those four people could see it? So if you're going along this idea of I posted one time, so Danielle posted on Monday at 9.30 a.m., then maybe on Thursday she posted about it again, and she posted about it at, I don't know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So now she's a second time talking about what she's offering in a different way, looking a little different, sharing it a different day and time. She might hit another four people or five people or six people. And then she shares it to her stories and maybe she gets a few more people. And then she shares again to a Facebook moms group and she gets a few more people that see it. The other piece of this is, is that when people are on social media, they are not always in a buyer's mindset. They are in a, I want to escape reality mindset. I'm here to scroll for entertainment purposes most of the time. So the likelihood that they're going to see your post, let's say you're charging $150 for this mini session. For a lot of people, $150 is not a impulse buy purchase. If it was 10, 15, $20, maybe, but $150, $100, $200, $300, that's not an impulse purchase. And so when you expect to post on social media and get these people coming in to book with you, it's most, your expectations are not in the right place. In order for that to actually work, they need to see it. They need to internally say, okay, I'm interested in this. Um, I want to learn more about this. I need to maybe talk to my significant other, or I need to check my kid's schedule and make sure that date works for us to do this. Or I need to make sure we're in town for that date. Or I need to make sure that it's within our budget to do this. It's not an impulse purchase most of the time. And so they see it. They internalize it. They go, okay, that's interesting. I'm going to think about it. If you never post about it again, it is out of sight, out of mind. But the more you post about it, the more they're going to come back to social media and go, oh, yeah, that was. I wanted to check on that. Let me pull up my calendar, see if we're available. And maybe they check their calendar right then. They're like, oh yeah, that date works. I This is great. Now I just need to make sure it's in our budget to spend that money. Again, maybe they get distracted. They get pulled away. Something happens. You see how the cycle keeps going. The more you talk about your business, the more likely you are to grow your business. It genuinely is that simple. And I know we've talked a lot about social media here, and we're going to get into a couple other things as well, but 
this is relevant in all aspects of your business. You have to get comfortable talking about, sharing about your business because you cannot, and I will repeat this until I'm blue in the face, you cannot say something one time and expect to get like gangbuster results. You just can't. It's unless you have millions of followers and you have like five spots available, then yeah, it might book up right away. But if you have less than 5,000, 3,000 followers and you're looking to book out your mini session or you're looking to sell this digital product or this digital course or you're looking to, you know, a workshop seat or a retreat, you have to talk about it multiple, multiple times. And if we go back to the idea of, well, I don't want to annoy people. I don't want to come across as like pushy or salesy. You're not. Because again, they probably aren't seeing it every single time you talk about it. So to us, it feels very much like we're talking about all the time because we're the one that sees all the content, all the posts. But to them, they're only seeing it in little isolated points mixed in with all this other content they're getting fed throughout the day. And so to them, it doesn't look like a lot. It doesn't feel annoying or salesy or pushy because they're only getting it in little blips here and there. So we have to take ourselves out of that mindset of, oh my gosh, they're seeing everything I do. They're watching my every move and they're being so annoyed. Get out of that idea. Guys, I love you. And I think you are amazing. And I say this to myself all the time. No one is paying that close attention to you. They're just not. They are so focused on themselves and their world and their lives. Nobody is stalking your business as closely as we think they are. It just isn't happening. So you have to put yourself front of mind. You have to put yourself in a position so that they see your work on a continuous basis and you are the thing they think of when they hop onto Facebook or they hop onto Instagram like, oh yeah, I wanted to book that mini session. I'm so glad she reposted this, or I'm so glad that she shared this again because I probably would have forgotten all about it. That's happened to me as a consumer. There have been tons of times that I've been like, yeah, I really want to sign up for this thing, or I really want to buy this thing, especially around Christmas, and I get distracted and I forget. And then thank goodness that people who run ads or people who do social media for a living They know how to serve us our content continuously. And I was able to find those things again. And we've got to get comfortable with doing that for ourselves and our business. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee, no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. 
Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Now, the other thing I want to talk about is giving yourself enough time for things to actually become effective in your business. This is the second thing I see a lot of people forgetting to do when it comes to marketing pieces of their business. So let's take, for example, email marketing, because I've had past coaching clients who have said things like this to me. I will ask them about, you know, do you have an email list? Because I'm a big believer that email lists are a great way to build connections, relationships, stay top of mind, and to make sales. Honestly, emails convert way better than social media does. I'm a big believer in email. And so a lot of my coaching clients, a lot of my Focus Photographer Lab members, they all know I talk a lot about starting an email list. Well, I had this one particular coaching client, and before she came to me, we were friends for a while, and I had, she'd heard me talk about email marketing, and so she had started an email list. So when we started working together, one of the first things I said was, how's your email list going? And she looked at me on the Zoom call, and she just goes, oh, you know, Kendra, I, I really tried to listen to your advice. and I know email works for you really well. I tried it. It just didn't work for me. And I was like, okay, well, let's talk about that because I believe email can work for everybody if done correctly. So we went through a series of questions. You know, how were you getting people onto your email list? Were you adding people to your email list? Like, did you have a sign up of some kind? And then how, like, what were you sending out in your emails? How often it was multi-layered. It's like a trifle of, you know, pieces that go into this marketing thing. And I said, and how many times did you send an email before you gave up on it? So she kind of backed up and said, well, I did put up a thing on my website that said, join my newsletter or sign up for my newsletter. And she was like, I got a couple people that signed up through that. And she was mostly, it was past clients that said I could, they could, you know, I could add them to my email list. And I said, okay, that's great. You know, we're getting some people on there. We can keep, we, we could work on that. We can come up with a lead magnet. We do those things. So then she said, you know, well, I sent out a couple of emails, maybe three or four. I tried to do like one a week for about a month and it just didn't really work. And I said, okay, let's go a little deeper. What were those emails about? She goes, well, they were a newsletter. So it was talking about what's been going on in my business and sharing recent blog posts and talking about some of my personal life and maybe sharing a few of my favorite photos. And then at the end, she's like, I would ask them to, you know, click a button to book a session. Okay. And I said, so all four of those were newsletters. Yes. So all four of them were essentially selling to your audience and giving them information they don't really care about. She was like, well, I mean, I was giving them information about my business. Okay, that's fine. Then I said, now you told me that you did this for a month. And because you didn't get any clients booking with you or hiring you, you stopped. She was like, yeah, it just wasn't working. So I wanted to unpack that with y'all here and talk about why. Because you might be going, well, yeah, this, is, this sounds like me. I've done this. Here's why it didn't work for her. And here's what we did to fix it. One is I said, okay, you have got to change the type of content you're sending out. It's not that it's not working for you. It's that you didn't have the right strategy. You were sending out emails once a week, trying to sell them on how great you are, how great your photos are. You were, and guys, I'm just going to side note here, like a little asterisk side note, pause in the, in the recording. Newsletters don't work. They just don't. I, if I see sign up for a newsletter, I'm out. 
if I get a newsletter in the in my inbox, I'm out because a, typically a newsletter is you bragging about yourself, which I know I just got finished telling you to do, but there's different ways to do it. A newsletter is, hey, I went on vacation with my family last week, so I didn't get a whole lot of work done, but here's the latest blog post you can check out. Or it's, hey, Sarah and Brett's wedding was a beautiful day, and here's their photos. Um, you know, it's, it's very surface level. Look how shiny and pretty my business is. Don't you want to come work with me? That is not what people want to consume in their inbox. Everybody is busy. We all have crazy lives going on. We don't want to take time to out of our day to read an email about a newsletter of your business. We just don't. Your audience does not. So you have to send better content. So we worked on the type of emails that she was going to be sending. The last thing I said was, and and let me back up, in those content pieces, it has to be not salesy every single time. If you've listened to the past a couple of episodes, I talk about the 80-20 rule. Go back and listen to that if you want to know more about like how to, you know, the type of content. That's not really the point we're talking about here. But we did work on the content. The main piece here that I really wanted her to understand was that 99.9% of the marketing in your business is not a quick fix. It is not instant gratification. You have to give it time to really build momentum and work for your business. So when she said that she'd only given it a month, I immediately was like, red flag, hard stop. You have to give it more than a month for multiple reasons. But two of the main ones are, again, like I said, it takes time to build momentum. It takes time to train your email subscribers to expect content from you and the type of content to expect and to get excited about it. And a lot of your marketing magic happens in parts that you don't see. And so when she said it wasn't working for me because I sent these four emails in one month and nobody hired me, nobody booked with me. The thing is, they may not have taken action that you got to see, but you are planting a seed. You are building a relationship and that is going to turn into a beautiful flower at some point. We just may not see the actual process of it growing under the ground until it pops out and becomes a flower. And so these things that we're doing, the continuous marketing, the emails, the videos, the putting out on, on social media, the you know engaging with other people's content, it is not instant gratification most of the time. There are going to be the rare you know exceptions to that, but 99.9% of the time, it's not instant gratification. So we have to give it more time. And it might feel like you are spending all this time on something that's not working. But again, you don't always see what's happening behind the scenes with your client. I am very fortunate that when I send out emails on a weekly basis for this podcast and just marketing and tips and things like that, that I do get some people who will respond to me. I sent one out this last week, which if you're on my email list, you probably saw it. And of course, this was two weeks ago at the time that this episode comes out. But it was about this idea of um, lessons learned from the NFL and your business. And I talked about how you know, they had a wild card football game that was played exclusively on the Peacock app and how well that went for NBC and the Peacock app and how people were upset, but the numbers showed differently and how you can use that same kind of concept in your business. And I had a handful of, of people who responded to that email 
and we're like, oh, this is so interesting. I love this topic or I never really thought of it this way, but this was super helpful. Thank you so much for this. Or this was my favorite email I've received from you. And yes, out of like 5,000 emails that were sent out to my email list, I got maybe five that responded. But that doesn't mean that the other 4,995 that got that email or, you know, the 40 some odd percent that opened it didn't think the same thing. They may just not have actually hit reply and said it to me, but the seed has been planted. And when now I send out an email saying, hey, I have this thing I'm offering, they will maybe eventually come up and say, okay, now I'm ready. But you have to give it time for that groundwork and all that backside stuff to happen. And if you're going, "Eh, it's not getting instant results, I'm going to yank it away, and you stop using that method of marketing, you're missing out on giving your audience time to let that seed really develop. And so the biggest thing here, when someone comes to me and says, I've tried this, it didn't work for me. One of the first things I'm going to ask you, and I want you to ask yourself is, did I really give it a hundred percent effort or was I kind of half-assing it and expecting it to work? Be honest with yourself. And did I give it enough time? And with time and effort, I'm not asking you to donate your money. I'm not asking you to pay for something. I'm asking you to just give a little more effort and give something time to develop in your business. And if you do those two things, I think you'll start to see that these things that you've said don't work for you will actually work for you. They just may look a little different and they may take a little more time than what you actually expected or hoped for. And I know we all want that instant amazing business. And we see people putting on social media, you know, I went from zero to six figures in three months. Okay, well, that is very much the exception to the rule. Most businesses do not see that kind of growth in that short of time. And I would put money on the fact that those people who are making those claims are not being fully transparent about either the time, the effort, or the money that was put into getting to where they are today. So when something is not, quote, not working for you, go back to what I just said, asking yourself, did I put in enough effort and did I give it enough time? All right, we're going to wrap up this episode here. I went on some tangents and some soapbox rants. Sorry about that, but I'm very passionate about this, obviously. I want to help you feel confident in the things that you are doing in your business. I want you to feel successful in the things that you're doing in your business. So when I say these things to you, just know they come from a place of love, sometimes tough love, but a place of love. Okay. I feel like a frozen popsicle, so I'm going to have to get out of my office and go warm up. Thank you so much for being here this week. I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode. Don't forget to leave a review and follow us on socials at Girl Means Business. See you next week.